Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Week 13 in the National Football League taught us all a valuable lesson that we all should know by now, George Reister, and that is to not have expectations that are just too high because if you have high expectations – very rarely will things live up to those expectations. So if you keep a realistic picture on how things are supposed to go, you're not going to be disappointed. And I'll say this, week 13 in the National Football League, I expected some bad football games because we didn't have a ton of great matchups, and it was anything but, and it's anything but going on right now in the NFL. Yeah, man. <laughs> It did. Things didn't look great on paper, but you actually ended up with some really good games. I mean, mm-hmm. so the the Browns and the Titans, it didn't look like it was going to be a good game. But Ryan Tannehill ended up with a, a monster fantasy day along with Corey Davis. Uh, the uh, Jets pushed the Raiders to the brink. The uh, Saints and the Falcons was semi-interesting, and the Lions and the Bears, you're like, hold up, what the heck is going on here? You know, and I'd even argue that that the game of the day when you just looked at it on paper was Browns-Titans, and that probably didn't even live up to the expectations just because Cleveland jumped out to that huge 38-7 to lead in the first half where Baker Mayfield was absolutely amazing. Uh, just a quick update uh, on games that are going on right now. New England gets a punt return for a touchdown, so they now lead in L.A., 
18 to nothing. Olcheski with the uh, punt return for the score. So the uh, Patriots are on the board blanking the Chargers right now. In a few minutes or so, we're going to check in with Kenny Albert, who is on the call of the Saints' victory over the Falcons, where the Saints were able to clinch a playoff berth. It wasn't easy, as George said. Falcons gave them a run for their money towards the end, but New Orleans picks up a 21-16 victory. We are coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So with these four games that are going on right now, George, of the four matchups, what do you have your eye on as we navigate through the rest of the afternoon games in Week 13? Uh, for for me, it's got to be the, the 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 Cardinals and Ram- the Cardinals and the Rams because one of these teams is going to end up in the playoffs, the other one is not. <laughs> so, and their their records are very close, and th- this is going to be a tiebreaker game, a a head to head matchup that you're gonna that's going to de- determine whose future looks the brightest. Because if the Rams miss the playoffs again, people are going to start asking questions. They uh, they right now are tied with the Cardinals at seven apiece, as you heard David Gascon mention. I will say this. If the Rams win the game, I think it's much, uh, much more damage is done to the Cardinals' hopes than vice versa. Like, I think the Rams can still navigate this even if they lose this game. The scary thing for the Cardinals is, is if they lose this game today, they fall to six and six. The Vikings, the past two weeks against the Panthers and Jaguars at home, have pulled out some amazing victories. Today was a game that probably shouldn't have been as close if Dan Bailey uh, would be able to kick the football a little bit better. The point being is the the heat is turning on a little bit now in the NFC, not only with the Vikings coming away with these victories, but also the San Francisco 49ers, who won't be at home for the next couple of games. They are sitting there at 5-6. and six. Their running backs are now healthy, and while the quarterback position uh, it, it does not have Jimmy Garoppolo in place and there is no George Kittle, when you see where the 49 are they've also got a game against Arizona coming up later on this season so I, I think it's a really big game and I think of the four games that we have right now definitely uh, Rams Arizona just because they are the two teams that are are battling for uh, division places wild card places while Green Bay and Philadelphia both have playoff hopes Philly can only get there through the division so it just kind of matters about what the other three teams are doing but I agree with you with the Rams and Cardinals uh, that is what uh, the the biggest game of the day I am curious as well because I know how much you love Justin Herbert and last week on the program you said right now Herbert a top eight quarterback for you in the National Football League I do want to see how he fares against someone like Bill Belichick. Yep, because he has a tendency to break rookie quarterbacks. Like, he breaks them. So I'm I'm not 100% sold that this is going to be a great uh, outing for, for him, but he should do – like, I'm confident that it can go well, if that makes sense. Like, it, it can, and especially now that they're down 14-0 – they can't just sit back and run the football. There, it's a negative game script, so he's going to have to pass the ball if they want to win. How? So you get down fourteen nothing in a game like this. Uh, what, what's happening on a, on an NFL sideline? Because there's a follow up uh, question that I have to this. 14-0, 14-0 and you have the ball. Not too much, because then because then you're just like okay. Let's go down and let's go get a score. Whether it's a field goal, touchdown, something, just to just to keep the game in, in reach. Because you know that if it's a team and you can't stop them at all, th- then that's when you're saying, hold up, 
we got to, then that's where the pressure comes is that if you're down 14 0 and they have the ball and they went down and scored twice, you're like, oh, wait, hold up. We have to get a stop then. Like, that's where some of that pressure starts to mount because nobody likes to be down three scores. That's a very uncomfortable territory right there. Sure, and down two scores, if you get the kick at the second half, all you got to be is within one and and you're fine because that then that leads me to, to what we saw earlier today and I mentioned it earlier. What happens, and I don't know if you were ever in this situation, but what happens in the locker room at halftime when you're down 38-7? to seven? Oh, it's usually pretty quiet. It, it's either very quiet or but it may be noisy for like half a second where everybody is. Somebody will yell like, yo, like, let's get it together. Whole bunch of expl- uh, expletives and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. th- that's kind of how it starts. Or everybody's silent because everybody knows that, that that wasn't it. You know, and, and a lot of times what's like, it, it's an unspoken thing. Everybody knows that you have to do better, that you have to play better. And when you're playing so so poorly, you can look at each other from man man to man, and somebody's just going to say, come on, are, are we going to get blown out, or are we going to come in here and fight? That's really all that needs to be said. Yeah, I, I, was, I thought the game was over in, in Nashville, and I'm not giving a tip of the cap to the Titans at, for, for, for coming back in the game because you never should be down 38-7. to seven. I was surprised. They got a late fumble on a Baker Mayfield sneak and added a added a late touchdown to make make it a bit closer. But I just I I'm I know that the team that is up thirty eight to seven has got to be like, all right, we've got it. <laughs> let's just not blow this one. Let's let's just play our game. And even if we keep things close to the vest, the likelihood of this team coming back and beating us is very slim to see what the Titans were able to do today. I was curious. Doesn't, doesn't make me feel good about them. Don't get me wrong, but I just think it's such a rarity in the NFL to have a team dominate a first half so much. And that was really the story of that game. And, and Baker Mayfield stepped up George, I even mentioned this on our, uh, I want your flex podcast, the fantasy football podcast that I do with the Mike, Harmon, we have new episodes, by the way, dropping every Tuesday and Friday. I thought that this was a Baker Mayfield sort of game. And when Baker comes out and they, the team scores on their first six possessions of the first half, and he ends up having the game that he does, putting the 38 points up on the board. Like, like to me, Baker Mayfield reminds me of the guy who bats sixth in a, in a baseball lineup. You've got your heavy hitters, one through four, your cleanup hitter. But you gotta be you gotta be able to do something in the sixth spot, just in case guys are on base or nothing's going in the order. You kind of got to be the one to turn things around. And I think Baker Mayfield was that. Now the Titans didn't get after him at all, but Baker Mayfield three hundred and thirty four yards today and four touchdowns in that victory. It was the it, he stepped up. He made throws when the running game wasn't necessarily uh, churning out the yards that maybe Cleveland had hoped. Without any pressure, Baker made all the throws, the big plays. So impressed by Baker Mayfield, especially in the first half of today's game against Tennessee. And I think he played the role that he needs to play going forward. Yeah, that was one of those shut-up games. Uh, shut up and leave me alone. Shut up and stop talking to me. <laughs> I was watching. 
<laughs> oh, that, that was. He did. He, he silenced everyone. And in a game which we thought was the biggest game, you know, of the of the early set. By the way, Green Bay's facing a fourth and goal at the one-yard line. They're down 3 nothing to the Eagles midway through the second quarter. And Aaron Rodgers is going to throw it into the end zone. And who do you think he went to? Just just take a wild guess. Aaron Aaron Jones. Uh, Jamal Adams. Williams. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Oh. De- oh, Devontae okay. Adams. Uh, a touchdown reception, so the extra point is coming up. Green Bay takes the lead. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's the six-year NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Beyer on Foxes. We're coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Going to check in with Kenny Albert, who was on the call of that Saints win over the Falcons in just a little bit. It was start three for Taysom Hill. We'll dive into that and more, but want to get you updated on what's going on in the games right now. Rams were stopped at the goal line on a fourth and goal, so Arizona held, however, 
Cardinals went three and out and punted it back to the Rams. So now L.A. has got the ball first and 10 at their own 45-yard line in a 7-7 ball game. Seahawks lead the Giants 3-0 with about a minute to go in the first half there. So the Giants defense keeping Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in check. Patriots continue to lead the Bolts 14-0 midway through the second quarter. While Green Bay on that touchdown pass from Devontae or from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams leads Philadelphia 7-3 with 6-20 and counting. Rams now getting a first down. They're inside the uh, Arizona 30-yard line. So Taysom Hill today and what we think could be his last start as Drew Brees is getting closer and closer to returning. 232 yards on 27 of 37, two touchdowns and uh, 83 yards on the ground. Were you impressed today with Taysom Hill, George Reister? <sighs> I knew you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> Was he more I, I, than a gadget guy today? Uh, don't know. Don't know. I think that he performed reasonably well. I think that, you know, like there have been a lot of quarterbacks where, where, where it worked for a couple games, you know, and, um, and the Saints, they, well, in two of his starts, he got a chance to play against the, the Falcons. So we don't know because of the, the Falcons are a four and eight team. So their defense hasn't exactly been lighting it up all, all season. So, I don't I'm I'm still not sold, but he can at least come in and be a serviceable backup for a short period of time. I thought we saw progression today as opposed to what we saw in the first two games. And I know last week was actually last week was probably George the worst thing that could happen to the Saints in evaluating Taysom Hill because they played in a game where the other team didn't have a quarterback. Yep. So there was there was no reason to put Taysom Hill in any situation where he would need to really do real quarterback things. He just wanted to make sure that you weren't making a big mistake. So to your point, the real two examinations we get are against the same team. I will say this, though. If there is a team that's going to know another team, they're usually division rivals. And so the Saints and Falcons likely know each other better than any, you know, any other matchup you could get in the National Football League. And so to see Taysom Hill make the progression that he did, maybe they put more on his plate today. He made decent throws. He made throws that you would think that a regular quarterback would be able to make while still giving you that threat of running the football and also still having the ability to chuck one downfield and maybe try to get that big chunk yardage on a play. I think that was all there today. And while it wasn't perfect, I think that there was enough today of Taysom Hill to see that you are going to see a much more expanded package of him even when Drew Brees comes back to play. No way. No way. I, I, I hate that idea. And the only reason is because when you have two quarterbacks in football, you actually have none. One In quarterback math, one plus one equals zero. One plus one does not equal two. <laughs> yeah. So it, you either have to go forward with Taysom Hill or you have to go forward with – with Drew Brees and and honestly, I I would I would be tempted to keep this experiment going if I were um if 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 I were Sean Payton because it's going okay so far. Granted, two of the games are against the Falcons and then a game against a team a team that wasn't an actual team. It wasn't competitive with the Broncos, but it's. It, it, it's almost like that old saying where people say, oh, you can't lose your job for injury. That's a lie. 
We've seen that so many times. I mean, that that's how Tom Brady got, got his job. So if you are a team and you're winning, you're playing well, and the guy who you believe is your future is leading you to three straight victories, how do you pull him out? So you think that so so you think that Taysom Hill should keep the starting job? Yeah, I I, I would I mean, because After, it wasn't like we, Drew Brees. Drew Drew Brees wasn't lighting it up. I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, the way they're playing this year, Justin Herbert with the way he's playing this year, do you take them out? No, but all right. So if you were Doug Peterson with the Eagles, Carson Wentz has been kind of struggling this this year. Yeah, and that's an he, understatement. Yeah, yeah. So, and then if 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 he got hurt, Jalen Hurts come comes in three straight, um, wins, three straight or, wins. Are you putting uh, Carson Wentz back in? No, but I don't think that Drew Brees was struggling. To your point, I mean they had, they had won six in a row when when he ends up. Um, I mean, so he gets hurt against. Was it the game against uh, the 49ers? So, yeah. So, they had won their last six, and they were they ended up coming off of their game against the uh, the Buccaneers where Brees was just throwing, you know, throwing the football all over the place. So, I I, I agree in your normal cases that one plus one uh, when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, even college for that matter, equals zero. I think the Saints are the exception. I really do. I don't think that you would start Taysom Hill over Drew Brees when Brees comes back healthy, but I do think that having the expanded role that you would have with Taysom Hill, and now I will say, and what you've seen over the three weeks of him playing, when when Taysom Hill would get into the game normally, we would just expect him to keep the ball on a zone read. Like that's what yeah. it would be. That's basically all Taysom Hill would end up doing. Now I don't think you have that. I think if you're a defense, you are guessing more, trying to figure out what they're going to do, and I think that uh, makes you prepare for more during the week. So I think you're going to see an expanded package with Taysom Hill, but Drew Brees is still your guy, and I don't think that you should bench Drew Brees uh, just because Taysom Hill has had uh, two victories against the Falcons and one over a quarterback-less Denver Broncos team. I just don't think I, – I mean, Brees was – you know, in that Buccaneers game, he hit like 15 different receivers. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was it was surgery for, for what he was doing. And, I, and, and, and he is Drew Brees. And, and I just, I, I, I thought Taysom Hill made great strides today. And I actually was waiting for you to be like, ah, he's still a gadget guy. But it doesn't sound like you're saying that anymore. And, and so I'm going to stick up for Drew Brees in this instance and in saying that he was playing well enough. This just gives oh. the Saints uh, an opportunity to be more dangerous on offense. Okay. I did not say he was not still a gadget guy. I said he's working out of that mold that that. okay. so we can have hypothesis. We can have opinions. But once you get new information, you are supposed to update them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I have done. I'm saying I, I I see more. I'm seeing more. But I also know that things are different once people get the book on you. That's what I do know. So I'm saying that that he's got a shot because he's really only played the Falcons twice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's got to show show more. But I'm a guy I look forward toward the future. And with Drew Brees being on the way out, he's had a couple clunkers. He but but he's still a, a, a really, really good quarterback still. Well, in terms of his knowledge and all of that. But I'm I'm looking 
more toward the future than I am still with all the past stuff. The uh, Saints get a 21-16 win over the Falcons. Again, we hope to focus on that game uh, with Kenny Albert in just a little bit, who is on the call. want to get you updated on what's just happened in Seattle. The Seahawks get a stop with under a minute to go and force the Giants to punt under their own end zone. The Seahawks then block the punt. They're unable to recover it, but it goes out of the back of the end zone. So Seattle is now up 5 nothing on the Giants with 26 oh, seconds left to go. Nothing. <laughs> it's 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 just a weird way and i know that if you're listening to us you are unable to see it and and we want to provide you with the information but it's just a weird look to see zero five on the screen but that's what we have right now uh, in seattle as the seahawks uh, put some points on the board the rams are knocking on the door in arizona now facing a third and goal as that game is tied up at seven apiece with under a minute to go. It'll be third and goal from the one-yard line. All right, we promised. Let's focus on Saints-Falcons. Ready, ready. Now, now. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox. Focus. He had the look at the Saints-Falcons today as he was on the call of New Orleans' victory over Atlanta, 21-16 as the Saints clinch a playoff berth. Kenny Albert joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Kenny, uh, George and I were just talking about Taysom Hill's role and what it could be like once Drew Brees comes back. What is your indication on what Taysom Hill's role could be once Drew Brees is healthy again? Well, I think when Brees comes back, Hill's role will go back to uh, pretty much what it was over the last couple of years, the first half of this season, we'll see him a lot on special teams. He usually plays, uh, you know, 10 to 15 plays on special teams every week. Also on offense, at tight end, and uh, in the backfield, and a little bit of wideout. So he played well today. Wound up throwing his first two touchdown passes in the NFL, had a 43-yard run, which led to the first Saints touchdown. The Saints stalled a bit in the second half. Uh, the Falcons, you know, fortunately for New Orleans, couldn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. The entire game felt like it was being controlled by the Saints. Uh, you know, we made the comments, Jonathan Zoma and I, throughout the game. It, it felt like the Saints had a 10- to 14-point lead for most of the game, but it was really a closer game than that, and uh, the Falcons wound up uh, with the ball late with a chance to score a go-ahead touchdown. Kenny, you... You've seen a lot of quarterback play a, 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 through the, throughout the uh, years, and I, I'm still not 100% sold on Taysom Hill. He did finally throw his first two touchdown passes, but I'm looking at the 14 carries, and these aren't Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray carries where they're just sliding out of the way. This is a 30-year-old guy who's taking a lot of punishment. I just don't see this as a tenable solution for the Saints long-term with him running the football like like this, whether it's even the, the rest of this season or next season? Well, I know it was a real tough decision for Sean Payton because he really loves James Winston. And they had a number of conversations after Payton made the decision to go with Taysom Hill. And uh, Sean Payton told James, your time will come. Now, whether that's this year with the Saints or uh, next year in New Orleans or with somebody else, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, you know, Taysom certainly brings a unique skill set. Uh, like you said, he is 30 years old. He's had some injury issues throughout his collegiate career. He had four season-ending injuries. So whether he's the solution at long-term at some point, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, he certainly did a good job today, you know, both throwing the ball and with his legs. That 43-yard run, longest of his career, uh, was the key play setting up the first Saints touchdown. 
Kenny Albert joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Saints beat the Falcons today 21-16. Kenny was on the call with Jonathan Vilma, as he mentioned. Were the Saints concerned at all with Alvin Kamara's uh, work over the last couple of weeks? It seemed that with Taysom Hill in the lineup that maybe Kamara had to take a step back. Was that any concern, and was any of that alleviated today? I don't think it was a concern. Uh, You're right. The numbers were down, especially in the passing game. Um, you know, with Kamara the last two weeks, with Hill in there instead of Breeze, and with Hill running the ball uh, the amount of times that he did, uh, Kamara had a real good game today. Uh, you know, they made sure that he was a focal point of the offense uh, back in his hometown of Atlanta. He scored a touchdown, as he did against the Falcons two weeks ago. Uh, but we, we had a graphic at one point during the game, and uh, you're exactly right. His numbers uh, over the last two weeks, certainly not what we're used to seeing when Breeze is in there at quarterback. Um, as far as the Falcons go, you know, they're, they're four and eight. They are looking much, much better under Raheem Morris. Is there any way that he keeps this job and, and how does the team seem to be responding to him? Cause they do seem to be playing better overall. I think they're responding really well. And everyone we spoke with players, coaches, uh, the first thing they brought up is the relationships that Raheem has with players on both sides of the ball. Remember he was, uh, the wide receivers coach for a couple of years under Dan Quinn, and then he became defensive coordinator. So uh, he's coached on both sides, so he's gotten to know every player on this roster, and he's such a, a people person. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time around him when he was coaching Tampa Bay doing a number of Buccaneers games. And uh, sure, I would think he would certainly have a chance uh, to hold on to the job. They're 4-3. and three. Uh, One of the losses was the game in Detroit, uh, you know, against the Lions when uh, if Gurley doesn't score, uh, they can run the clock down and, and win that game. They had the two real tough losses early in the season when Quinn was still the head coach against both Chicago and Dallas when they had the double-digit lead. So they're 4-8, and eight, but the record really could be a lot better than it is. But uh, they have responded to Raheem Morris, although they're still having trouble getting into the end zone. You look at that first game against the Saints uh, two weeks ago. They were held to three field goals, and uh, that was the case today until they scored the late touchdown. But you have to credit the Saints defense, too. Uh, they've done an unbelievable job. When when the Falcons finally scored the touchdown today, Matt Ryan connected with Russell Gage. The Saints had gone 42 defensive possessions prior to that without allowing a touchdown, the longest streak of its kind in franchise history, which is amazing. Wow. Uh, that's, yeah, Saints defense stepping up. Kenny, we know uh, you're traveling. You're through security here, there, and everywhere, so we appreciate the time, and we uh, hope to do it again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Kenny Albert on the call for Fox as the Saints top the Falcons today, twenty-one to sixteen. That defense. Uh, when you look at the playoff teams in the NFC, uh, the Rams and the Saints are the teams with the defenses. And Buccaneers run defense pretty good as well. But uh, in defenses that you don't want to face, I think Saints and Rams are the ones uh, that you don't want to deal with. He is George Reister. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. We've got some scores in the late games. So, George, we're going to head over to the news desk and find out who got in the end zone of these four late contests. What's up, David Gascon? Dan, I'll tell you the one team that did not get into the end zone, the Oregon Ducks. They did, they did why, not. Why, why would you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? It's Sunday, David. Unprovoked. Oh, oh, Unprovoked. That was good. I have that to was... do that. Got to do that. Oh, good stuff. Guys, uh, Arizona right now not doing a whole lot offensively. Kyler Murray had a strong start, but it's been the Rams ever since, and they have the advantage right now in the desert. 14-7 is the score. There's under 30 seconds to play 
in the first half. Speaking of getting into the end zone, Patriots have multiple times. Sailing toward Olszewski under it at the number 30. Run straight ahead to the 40 right side of the 45-50. A burst across the 45-40. 35-30. Cuts across the 25 outside the grasp of the punter. Beats another man. Tight yeah. up to the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Patriots Radio Network. They lead right now 14-0 in Los Angeles. Packers right now have a lead, and they've extended it. Here's the snap. Rodgers fakes the handoff, throws the left side of the end zone, leaping, grab, touchdown! Devontae Adams at that time, they were able to beat Darius Slay on a beautiful throw and a leaping grab in the left corner of the end zone. Packers Radio Network, Aaron Rodgers, guys, 13 of 14 for 161 yards. He just threw another touchdown pass, so two on the day. Green Bay leading Philadelphia 14-3. There's under 60 seconds to play in regulation. Denver and Kansas City is the nightcap, the shocker of the day. Came with the Raiders and the Jets. Derek Carr, a miracle. Here comes Carr. Here steps come. back. Now he comes up. Going to fire again. Left side. Going for Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown. Vegas touchdown. Jackpot. And away. 31-28 was the final. Jets 0-12. Not in that highlight. Darren Waller had 13 receptions for 200 yards and also two TDs. Guys, back to you. Fox Sports, Red Zone Radio. He's Dan Beyer. I am George Reister. And thanks, Gas Man, for the update. And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And... At the end of that Jets-Raiders game, that was not in... Well, actually, Derek Carr and Ruggs made that play look a lot easier than it really was. But somewhere, I had to think... Like, the when when I saw that happen, Dan, the only thing I could think about was those old... Uh, well, was those uh, Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. The the, <laughs> the, the, the ones where they pushed the button for, for, for overtime... But instead of pushing the button for overtime, it was Woody Johnson and the rest of the the, the Jets management pressing it, saying, "No, no, stop the count! Like, 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 lose the game, lose the game, make make it over." It because was, because they don't want to win a football game; they want Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That would have been a, a negative outcome for, for for them. Winning a game is the worst possible thing the Jets can can do, and they've gotten close the last two weeks. So the uh, the management is going to pull the bottom out of this. They're like, L- listen, you guys aren't going to mess this up for us. They're going to go full major league style on them. <laughs> okay, it wasn't just Henry Ruggs getting behind the defense. It was Nelson Aguilar getting behind the defense and Derek Carr missing him. Uh, uh, the possession that the Jets had prior to the Raiders scoring in their last drive had a carry where they went out of bounds. And the referee gave uh, – apparently neither team wanted him to go out of bounds from from what you're saying. But the forward progress was ruled to be stopped by the uh, referee. So they let the clock run when the Raiders were uh, – were or the Jets were trying to run out the clock. The point being is the Jets had no reason to go out of bounds, and they ended up going out of bounds. And the ref That's what I'm saying. It, it like looks was, like its own purpose, right? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't just the, the touchdown at the end. Like There were a lot of opportunities where it just seemed like, what are the Jets doing? Now, while the front office and the ownership may want to lose that game so they can get Trevor Lawrence, 
I don't think that's the case with Adam Gase. This was the head coach uh, after the loss today. We were trying to create pressure. You know, he hadn't done well, well with it all game, so, you know, that's, that's, that's what happened. We had a couple free runners, but we didn't get there. Is pressure even needed in that situation? All you have to do is keep stop the play from getting to the end zone. Even a short completion would have been okay. Yeah, I, that's what we ended up pressuring. Have you talked to Greg about since the game ended about his yes, thoughts? I just, I just talked to him. Did he explain his thought yeah, process? He explained his thought process. Obviously, everybody's disappointed. I mean, to lose a game like that, it's it's, it's not. You know, our guys work work way too hard to to go through this. So. Wow, that was Adam Gase after the game and being questioned about bringing the pressure that they did that allowed uh, uh, Henry Ruggs to get the coverage that he got to score on that game-winning play as the Raiders survive with just seconds remaining, 31-28 to over the Jets. Bad call to bring the, bring the heat? No, it's not a bad call. But, all right, look. that Well, actually, yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Only because it's at the end of the game. It, it would be different if they were – on the goal line or if they're at the 20, you know, that's where you usually bring the the uh, heat at. That way they, they don't have time for a play to develop like 30, 35, somewhere around there. But when they got to go, when, when they got to go 55 yards, no, dude, you just stand back there and knock it down. Yeah, that, that's that's the issue with me. It's like I don't actually have uh, as much of an issue with the pressure, especially because the Raiders didn't have any timeouts. That there was no that even if you get a completion in the field of play, that you are you're ending up likely going to run out the clock. It's the me, it's the point of the back end guys allowing a receiver not once but twice on that last possession to get behind you. Yeah, and after you do it that. once, yeah, yeah, after you do it the, the the first time, you're like, oh no 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 no, that was <laughs> we got lucky there. Let's not let's not try to to, to ring this bell again, but. They're trying to lose. So, of course, they they dialed up another blitz, and they were like, oh, ho- hopefully hopefully something does go, go wrong. We're going to give them a chance, especially with these super fast dudes. You, you don't really believe that the – I mean, like, I get that the – I don't Johnson think the players are in on it. I think the correct. coach is yeah, in the, on it. You think the coaches are in on it? They're not going to be there next year. They don't want to be the team. Like, like Rod Marinelli hey, man, you can never go anywhere – What's that? No, no, I'm saying like they're they're trying to be good soldiers. Like they're like, all right, look, maybe we may be able to 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 come back, and, and they and you can at least say we made an aggressive play. So you didn't actually like it, it, it's not like a situation where you tell where you call something that you know is going to get beat, but you give the opportunity though. Nobody wants to go winless. Like, 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 word is it going to travel throughout the league that Adam Gase and the coaching staff did the front office a solid by running? How, uh, how about if the GM coverages? says, that's not going to happen? How about if the GM says, all right, look, everybody knows Adam, Adam's gone. We all know Adam's, Adam's gone. But, but, Rod, you can, you, you can stick around here. Hey, you know. Well, the, the the point I was going to say with Rod Marinelli was that Rod Marinelli, wherever he went, whether it be to Dallas, whether it be to, I believe he's in Vegas now, it's he's always looked at as the 0-16 coach. 
Like that, like that doesn't leave you. And Adam Gase is not going to get another head coaching job in the National Football League. Are you sure about that? Yeah, uh, I am. Yeah, I, I, if after this season, there is no way that he would get a, a, another look. Unless I don't there was know, some, bro. He's been in the scratch. They they pulled him out of the scratch and dent bin thirty seconds after he got fired last time. I just, I, I, maybe if he turned around an offense that was a record-setting offense as a coordinator, he'd get another shot at it. The point being is. I don't think that anybody on that field was in on trying to lose the game. It may have appeared that way. I think it's just the Jets being the Jets, and the ownership ended up getting lucky. And Joe Douglas ended up getting lucky because they're still in the number one spot overall. Jacksonville, by the way, did all they could to try to uh, ruin their chances of, of being in contention, but they fell to the Vikings in overtime. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. All the games right now at the half, except in L.A., where the Patriots continue to lead the Chargers 14 to nothing. Packers on that touchdown catch from Robert Tunyon lead the Eagles 14 to 3. Seahawks and Giants about to get things going, while Tyler Higby's touchdown catch has the Rams up 7 on the Cardinals at the half coming up next we dive into the playoff picture and what team was the most luckiest today in looking to make it to the postseason we'll tell you next year on fox sports red zone radio fox sports red zone radio he's george reister the nfl vet get him on twitter at george reister i'm dan byer you can find me at dan byer on fox we are coming to you live for the geico fox sports radio studios do you want to rent your home sure you do fortunately geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance it's a good thing too because having a home is hard work go to geico.com get a quote and see how much you could save geico.com easy it's easy for the patriots right now against the chargers cam newton a touchdown run his second of the day new england leads the bolts 21 to nothing with 19 seconds left in the first half mentioned green bay with that 11 point lead on philadelphia 14 to 3 at the half while arizona trails at home to the rams 14 to 7 get to them in a second seattle has the football after forcing a giants punt to open the second half seahawks five giants nothing early in the third quarter. I mentioned a team that I felt was very fortunate today, and that team is the Minnesota Vikings, George, who are able to survive. And now you may say, how are they fortunate when their kicker can't kick an extra point and can't make a field goal that, that could have allowed them to, to get the victory and uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier than they did, but they did survive against Jacksonville 27-24 to in a game where Kirk Cousins wasn't uh, magical, in fact, threw a pick six in the game. But this was a game for Minnesota that they could uh, ill afford to lose is the phrase that, that I hear many say, George, just for the simple fact that they started out so poorly this season. They started the season 1-5, and five, but now here we are, in week 13 of the National Football League season, and the Vikings are 6-6, six and six. you could not afford to lose to the Jaguars and hope to make the postseason, considering where a team like Arizona is sitting there at 6-5 and five in, in their schedule moving forward. But the Vikings have to feel fortunate today to get the win and escape because if they would have lost today, uh, their whole season could have blown up in their face. Yeah, that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been... It, it, would have been bad more for the fact of you had a chance. You know what I mean? Like, and when you are a team that that's on the cusp and you're trying to make a run and, and all of that stuff, like these are the games that you must have. And they're looking up at the, up at the rest of the teams in the, in, in the NFC. I mean, so that's where the, the winner of the, 
uh, Cardinals and Rams game that 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 they're going to have a big impact. Tampa Bay's got to keep keep winning, and the Vikings have a legitimate shot right now. The uh, Patriots have just blocked a field goal by the Chargers and ran it back for a touchdown. So the Patriots uh, right now, uh, I, I I don't know if they're reviewing it. Why does he it. keep sending that dude out there? <laughs> <laughs> the, Why does it, he keep sending Michael Bagley out there? Oh, uh, the it, remember he's he's money badger. That, that, that when when you're down twenty one to nothing, I get like wanting to have something to go into halftime. But this is the this is the game. Extra point is good. So now the Patriots on the uh, strength of two special teams touchdowns in this game now lead the Chargers twenty eight to nothing at the half. Um, yeah, this is we we mentioned the uh, Adam Gase tenure likely ending. That that's not going to get Anthony Lynn fired. That's just representative of the type of season that the Chargers have had, where uh, which will likely lead to his dismissal at the end of the season. Uh, it might get Mike, Michael Bagley fired. I'll tell you that much. Badgley, it's Badgley. Yeah, yes, because he's the honey badger, bad, the money badger. The, uh, yeah, I forgot he gave himself that crummy nick nickname and now and and now he's basically got the the uh he's he's got the yips right now oh. I, I i know that this kick was uh blocked and that probably wasn't his fault but but still when when things when bad things happen to you they happen by the dozens He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Vikings and Cardinals could be going down to the stretch for that wild card. Schedules, a couple of tough games for both teams. Cardinals having a tough time with the Rams right now. We'll talk more about it next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Alfred Morris into the end zone on a touchdown run for the New York Giants. Ten points for you if you knew that Alfred Morris was on the Giants. And New York has taken a 6-5 lead on the Seahawks midway through the third quarter. A tip of the cap to Wayne Gallman, though. He had a 60-yard run that set up the Giants, allowing them to break through and get their first score of the game. It's one of four games we are focusing on right now. He is George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We were talking a lot about playoff jockeying and trying to get into position for the playoffs. The two-point conversion is good for the Giants, so it's an 8-5 lead in Seattle. When you look at a team like the Seahawks playing right now, and we saw today, we just talked about the Vikings and Jaguars in a tight one, and uh, we were mentioning how the, uh, the Jets tried to do whatever they could uh, to lose that game, and they did to the Raiders, where the, where the Raiders survive on that long touchdown with seconds left uh, to win in New York. The thing about the National Football League, George, and it sounds very cliche to be like any given week, but I think when you look at where certain teams are right now, I don't put the Jaguars in there, even though Mike Lennon's been a been the most sta- stable thing they've had at quarterback all season long, and the Jets are just the Jets. But I look at a team like the Giants, and I look at a team uh, like Washington that are still fighting for their playoff lives in, in the division where, you know what? Playing those teams earlier in the year uh, would have been more beneficial to teams that are in the playoff hunt than what they have right now. And you would look at the Seahawks' schedule and say, well, the Seahawks have the Giants, they've got the Jets, and then they've got Washington. Three easy victories before they have to play their conference rivals in the Rams and the 49ers to end the season. And I, I just... I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that I don't think that Washington is going to be a walkover for Pittsburgh tomorrow. I think Washington's going to give Pittsburgh everything they can handle and that much more. It's when we see teams and how they play out in the National Football League. Just because we're in the latter stages of the season, some teams may not have a record representative of how they're turning it on, and I think that's the case uh, with the Giants, who are playing without Daniel Jones today, and I think it's the case with a team like Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're not yeah. great, but they're 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 gonna play. They're they're building for something more. It's not like their coach has been jettisoned and they're just waiting for the end of the season. They're still playing for a playoff spot, still trying to get in the division. And you have a bunch of young guys that like their turnover happened last season and after in, in this past off season. So now they're trying to trend upwards. I think that's what you're seeing with Washington. And I think that's what you're seeing with the giants. And if you've got those teams like these playoff teams, like Seattle and, and Pittsburgh uh, have in these last couple of weeks, there is a, it's, it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion that you're oh, going yeah. to get a victory. Oh, for sure. Cause all of those type of teams, they're building for the future. Washington, they're a quarterback away. Like if they had a good quarterback, right? If they had a good quality quarterback, because they have wide, they have running backs who can run the ball and re, uh, receive the ball. 
They have a quality wide receiver in McLaurin. They could get some depth there. The The defense has been pretty good uh, as of late, though. They've been kind of bending as the season has, has gone on, and, and the offense hasn't scored a whole lot of points. So that this is a team that is an elite quarterback away. I mean, they are kind of all they're they're like a younger version of what the Bears are. Like almost like two years ago. They're 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 sitting kind of in the same situation. Is that they're they're gonna be good enough to win five five games this year, maybe six, and and just bad enough not to get a top uh draft pick to get that quarterback. But they're gonna have to either like this is like the Bears. Washington are, are going to be teams that are looking are going to be in potentially in the Jameis Winston sweepstakes. What what about the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes? I, I mean, because there's now more and more talk that Matthew Stafford's future may not be in Detroit. Uh, we, uh, you know, this is separate from her his wife's rant about living in the state of Michigan. But you're going to have a new regime in there. They go to Detroit or they go to Chicago today, get a victory as Daryl Bevel gets his first win as the interim head coach. But you have to wonder on how long Matthew Stafford is going to stay in Detroit. And while it wasn't realistic contract wise prior to the start of this season, it may be more so after this season and heading into next season? Do you see a guy like Matthew Stafford being an answer for a team, or is that a piece that a team like the Lions, who is going to try to turn over and have a new page, is that uh, beneficial for them if they keep Matthew Stafford on that team? In the short term, yes. If you're you're a new head coach, you want Matthew Stafford only because you're in the same situation. You don't have a top-tier um uh draft pick coming and he and you would still have him under contract for two more years so trading for him is not a bad deal because if you look at his um uh his salary for next year nine and a half million and the year after that twelve and a half million there there are some there are some cap hits like he is a cute a huge cap hit Thirty-four point nine yeah. million and twenty. Oh yeah, dude, he's he, he's not going anywhere. He's not going well, anywhere. Never mind. Well, there, there, it was it was darn near impossible that where that and there were there were there were some rumblings prior to the start of this season that he could be going somewhere, but just you know, contract wise, there was there was no way that yeah, that, that it cap hit is brutal, dude. That cap that's a fifty-one fifty-two million dollar cap hit. Yeah, but, bro. He's he's not going anywhere. But there is there is a potential out though after this season. Yeah, but, um there 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 he's more movable than he was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause it, yeah, yeah, you are right. There is a, a potential out before twenty twenty one. because he had a and oh, and the dead money there is only twenty four point eight million. Yeah, so you you could get off of that, I guess, but Oh man! Well, it's for for a what though? What do you what are you getting off of it for? That would that would be the only question. Is if somebody's going to give you a first round draft pick for him? Yeah, sure. Why not? If if the uh, you know if Washington is going to give you their first round pick for him, all right, yeah, all right, I will let you go. But 
be, but beyond that, you put yourself in a situation where now you don't have a quarterback. You have Swift, who's proven that he's an actual running back. You have a decent amount of wide receivers. You are a team that could compete with the right guy. And if you're, but if you're a team that's looking at Matthew Stafford, who's 32 years old, are you saying, all right, his availability is not always enough. Like he gets hurt too, too much. What, what I think that is going to happen with the Lions, and, and maybe it's a good or a bad thing, but we get distracted by the shiny new object. And you know what? It's worked out for the Green Bay Packers. And, and by the shiny new object that I mentioned is, all right, let's find the coach that is somewhat like Sean McVay so then he can come in and do what Sean McVay did with the Rams. Like that's, That was the, the running joke. Anybody that knew Sean McVay would end up getting a job. I think what the Lions are in, and it's not only with their head coaching position, George, but it's also with the quarterback position. Because when you see a guy like Justin Herbert or you see the success that Joe Burrow has had, when you see these young quarterbacks come in and have a positive effect on their team and can do more than you would usually think a rookie quarterback would do, you kind of get distracted by that and say, oh, we could we could have that. I don't think any rookie quarterback that would come into Detroit – and uh, take over for Matthew Stafford would do a better job than what Matthew Stafford has done with what he's had there. The The issue is, I think, with Detroit and then what it means for another contending team to be interested in someone like Stafford is that you just kind of want to break away from what you have been. It's the way that I felt about the Falcons, and it's been no disrespect to Matt Ryan, but you clean out Dan Quinn, you clean out uh, Thomas Dimitrov, if you keep Matt Ryan there, you're still kind of holding on to the past and your fan base and people still consider you as the same old Falcons. And that's what the problem I think. And I don't think it's fair because I think if Matthew Stafford was on another team, a somewhat decent team, he could lead that team to the playoffs. Heck, he could. He's good enough to lead a team to a Super Bowl if there is enough around him. I just think that with, with a team like the Lions, where Stafford has over 400 yards passing in their comeback win over the Bears today, I just don't think that it it behooves them to continue with Matthew Stafford, and it's not his fault. It may be a situation where it's best for both parties to break away. Lions can start fresh, and Stafford can get a real shot at maybe leading a team to the playoffs. And I think there would be more than a few suitors for his game if he were to become available. Yeah, I think he would have. I think he would have some suitors, but but okay. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have? Um, Matthew Stafford at, you know, at $25, $30 million or Jameis Winston at 22. If you're talking about next season, because no, no, I'm, 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 I'm talking about if you are Washington or you are the bears, which one would you rather have? Um, I would rather have Matthew Stafford. Why? Because I think Matthew Stafford is, is a, decent quarterback and I don't think that we know that I I think that I I think a team like Washington like if you put Matthew Stafford you know on a team like that that can throw the football and and get it to guys you know like I mean Terry McLaurin as you mentioned is one of the better young receivers you have in the NFL I think it just makes them a more dynamic offense and I think that it would stabilize the position where I'm I still think that there are there are questions about Jameis Winston's future but in the in the time of right now where like Washington is with that young defensive line with the young players that you have, you could absorb a quarterback contract 
and it wouldn't be that much of a, a, a hit to them. So whether it be Jameis or Stafford, and I just think that Stafford has done more than uh, what Jameis Yeah, but Jameis he's not going to get you to a Super Bowl, man. I, and, and I'm I, looking, and instead of getting a stopgap, like I don't want a stopgap. I want a I want a whole I want a whole um a, a a whole future quarterback. And that's why I would bet on Jameis Winston. I would say, all right, this guy is thrown for five thousand yards. Very big arm talent. And at least I can put myself in a position where I have a quarterback instead of like trying to find a stopgap. Look at look at what the um at the situation that the Colts are in. If they don't win a Super Bowl this year, what do they do next season? Well, Phillip Rivers isn't back. So they 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 end up running it back again with with that team. So Phillip Rivers probably doesn't come back. He's only at, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like like you you're in a situation for 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 them. It has to be Super Bowl or bust because Philip Philip Rivers, A, you already know is going to need surgery in the offseason on his plans for fascia. Like, like I don't, and, and he's and he's old. I uh, yeah. I I don't think I don't think that Philip Rivers is in in Indianapolis next season. I don't think that's the case. I think that they've got. I I think that they have an idea of what they have there. I also think that there is going to be a bunch of quarterbacks that are available much more than you would think whether it be you know maybe a Sam Darnold situation maybe it is you know Jameis Winston as you mentioned but I think that I don't think that it's going to be as bare and I think that teams are going to be more willing to move off their quarterbacks and if someone like Matthew Stafford is available maybe that is maybe that is a piece that you know someone like the Colts would look at I think he's more that I mean he's he's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill is he would have more of an effect of a Ryan Tannehill uh, than I think of, of of any other situation. I think he would work out in anywhere. I think he would work out in a lot of different places. If Ben Roethlisberger retires. Put him in Pittsburgh. Watch what he does. I, I mean, I, I, I think that I think that Stafford, if you just have the cast around him, uh, can do some damage. All right, I got to get everyone caught up on what's happening because Green Bay's in the end zone. Devontae Adams, a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. Extra point, no good, but Green Bay leads 20-3. to With 7.39 left to go in the third. Alfred Morris is in the end zone again for the Giants. They are up 14-5 to on the Seahawks. Late in the third quarter, the Giants were able to get the Seahawks on a fourth and one, were able to get a stop at midfield, and now they've cashed in on the seven-yard touchdown run by Morris. The Cardinals are in the end zone, getting a little closer to the Rams. DeAndre Hopkins, a touchdown reception from Kyler Murray at 17-13 to with 4.03 left to go in the third and the Patriots are just taking it to the Chargers. 28 to nothing New England and the Patriots are knocking on the door again with 9.15 left to go in the third quarter in Arizona. Zane Gonzalez's extra point was good so it's 17-14 Rams on top of the Cardinals. What went wrong for the Tennessee Titans? And are the Browns legit? That and so much more. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, and that's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. This song is paced about as good as the Chargers offense. He's uh, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. They're down 35 nothing to the Patriots uh, right now. Rams leading Arizona 17-14, to and the Rams are in Cardinals territory late in the third. Uh, the Seahawks trail the Giants 14-5 to as they start the fourth quarter. And in Green Bay, Jalen Hurts has taken over at quarterback for the Eagles. They're down 20-3, to unable to get anything going. Uh, a few plays here and there for Hurts. Actually, I, I take that back. Uh, did hit Jalen Rager for a, a pass down the sideline uh, for about 30 yards, 30-plus. Uh, but Philadelphia ends up punting it back to Green Bay. Packers up 20-3 to as they are late in the third quarter. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Joining us now, uh, he's, heck, uh, our Philly guy, as you can hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast, plus here on Fox Sports Radio is our NFL insider Adam Kaplan joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. So are you surprised that Jalen Hurts has taken over at least for a series with the Eagles as they're in Green Bay to take on the Packers? Yeah, guys, good no. to be with you. No, in fact, it should have happened at halftime. Once had an awful half, sacked repeatedly, about every, every four dropbacks, uh, he was getting sacked. And for the life of me, I don't know why they didn't pull him at halftime. When it was 14 to 3, you're only down 11, you've got a chance. And, you know, now it's to the point, it, the game's out of reach. I mean, you, you're down 17 points. Should have done it at halftime and then uh, give Hurts a full half of football. His first pass is only pass he throws. He completes it for 34 yards. That would have been the smart thing, but they didn't do that. Uh, now the game is, the way they are Rodgers playing, they got no shot. And this team, it's almost hard to understand how they're, they're going to they're gonna lose today, go to 3-8-1, and one, and... You know, you'll have four games left, and you'll really wonder what's going to happen after the season here. Okay, so 
it's always curious to to uh, me when you have a uh, coach who wins a Super Bowl and then ends up in a situation like uh, this. This looks just like what what's going on at, at LSU with 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 Coach Ogeron, where you're like, what the heck happened? So and and you wonder whether they just caught lightning in a bottle or whether you know he was the catalyst in this Super Bowl run. What are what what are what is everybody telling you about Peterson and how he's looked at? Yeah, George, it's interesting. You know, there was that thought um, really last year that around the league, like, how good is really this Eagles team? Everything they did in 2017 seemed to work. Every free agent move, every draft pick. Carson Wentz looked like he was going to be the MVP, MVP before his, his ACL surgery. And then Nick Foles shocks the world and plays out of his mind for two games against Minnesota. Then, then he outdoors Brady. How does that happen in the Super Bowl? Out tools Belichick. Like that, he beats his defense. So you, you can imagine that. Now, they made the playoffs the previous two years, by the way. They made it 17, 18, to 19. But this regression, this football team, you know, talking with so many coaches around the league, guys, everyone's going through something. Injuries, COVID issues, underachievement. But this is probably, if we graded the biggest disappointments this season, the Philadelphia Eagles have to be number one. There's no question about it. Adam Kaplan yeah. joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Go ahead, George, if you wanted to follow up. Oh, I, I was going to ask you about uh, about Green about Green Bay because they haven't been they they've been they're obviously eight and three, but they haven't been good when somebody tries to run the football down down their throat and and is physical with with them. Are, is this something that they're aware of, or do they just think that oh we we just had some bad games? Issue, you know, they're they're a big dime defense. They don't play a lot of nickel. They don't play a lot of base. They play almost all dime. And when you go with smaller defenders, you're going to have a lighter box. You're just not going to have bigger players in the interior. Now, today it didn't matter because Philly's getting blown out and their offense is on fire. Rogers, I mean, he's on pace to 48 to 50 touchdowns if he plays all 17 games. It's just unbelievable what he's doing the season after last year, where his numbers are disappointing. But look, when when you look at this situation right now. It's their defense, and I said this last year. Their defense is not a championship defense. It's not even close. Now, the other thing that you have an issue with, talking to a lot of teams that have played them, their defense is immensely talented. They just don't play up to it because they have a bad scheme. They're just too soft. Uh, Mike Penn's a pretty good coach. I'm surprised that, look, you could go with this kind of defense, but you've got to stop people. And, look, you, we, 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 saw, we saw what happened in Tampa. Uh, Tampa blew them out. We saw what, and you mentioned the run defense, you saw what Dalvin Cook did with his four touchdowns, three running, one receiving uh, some weeks ago in Green Bay, by the way. It's just, in the end, I don't think their defense is going to be good enough to get them the Super Bowl. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. What about the Titans defense? Yeah, boy. Dan, I could just tell you this. I've heard this repeatedly from teams that play them. Nobody believes in their secondary. Okay, nobody does. Uh, They have very few guys who could run. They get beat repeatedly. It's just that their, their run game has been so dominant. But listen, if you get behind, they got no chance. I mean, they just they, they don't have a great detailed passing game. They're not. They're another team kind of like Baltimore. Get a lead on them, and they're in trouble. Uh, I think Baltimore's, Baltimore's even in more trouble because Lamar Jackson's taken a big step back this season. But Tennessee's built for the run, and, they're, and but they're they're built when they, when their defense is better, and their defense is better last season. They have no pass rush. The quarters are slow, and they're, they're also a team that's not going to go very far in the playoffs. Uh, to me, it's Pittsburgh, it's Kansas City, 
in the AFC, and I think it's everybody else. If if you're looking at the entire playoffs for like you're looking at the the, the teams who can win it, so the uh, Saints are ten and two, yep, and the Seahawks are are are, are eight and three in that two spot right uh, now. Are, are either one of those real Super Bowl contenders? Because I put my money on the uh, Seahawks coming into this season and when I go down the list to pass the uh, pass the Seahawks and Saints I don't believe that there's anybody else that's an actual Super Bowl contender in the, in the NFC yeah I don't necessarily disagree with you I, I would say this though New Orleans is the best team in, in, in the NFC they, their defense folks is no joke Dennis Allen their D coordinator the former Raiders head coach many years ago really should get consideration uh, to be a to be a head coach again he needs it he needs to be he needs to be in a better situation uh, he was a bad situation with the Raiders. They were in disarray when he was their head coach 10 years ago. But their defense is so good. They've drafted so well. You remember up to three years ago, they were terrible def- drafting for defense. Jeff Ireland, the former Dolphins GM, comes in. Uh, he, he was kind of the guy behind the scenes. He got a promotion to assistant general manager. He's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. Terry Fontenot, who's assistant personnel director, is great. He could probably be a GM someday. When you draft well, guys, and you develop your players, you're going to be good year after year after year. And uh, you know, Taysom Hill gets it done again. He, he did an efficient job today. Their defense held down Matt Ryan once again. Their defense, folks, we need to talk about their defense more. They are phenomenal on that side of the football. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jared Goff with this short touchdown run for the Rams. Extra point is good. So L.A. now leads in Arizona early in the fourth quarter, 24-14. to 14. You talk about Super Bowl contenders. You mentioned the Saints. You said in the AFC it's the Chiefs and Steelers and yep. everybody else. But what about the Browns? What about Baker Mayfield's <laughs> game today? This, you know, this is, you know, George and I were joking on how before the games were played, it was a somewhat lackluster sort of schedule that you had in the NFL. Titans Browns is probably the marquee game of the week, and to see them score on their first six possessions, five of which are touchdowns. Where are the Browns at right now when it comes to the AFC? Yeah, they, they're another running team. You know, it's kind of like the throwback dinosaur offense, but they know who they are. They play to their identity. They've got the two outstanding running backs. I remember talking to Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, before the season started. He said he loved Hunt. He, he, um, he, he loved Nick Chubb. He kind of just hearing it. It was going to be a lot like his Minnesota offense, and that's really what we're seeing. Uh, he's running Gary Kubiak's wide zone offense, is that, that, that scheme. And that's the way you do it. I mean, that, that's the way you do it. And you play, to the, you, you, know, you play to your personnel. If you've got run personnel, go run the football. If you pass the personnel, you pass the football. That, that's good coaching. Now, defensively, I'm really worried about their secondary. Uh, that, that's that's, that's kind of going to be the reason why they won't go far in the playoffs. But, and it's funny because coming into today, to today's game, I thought it would be great. I thought it would be kind of uh, Henry versus those two running backs from Cleveland and what we got is Baker Mayfield was terrific throwing the football today. Give him credit. He was phenomenal with his accuracy. And that's another thing, man. You, 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 we weren't really sure about Baker Mayfield coming into the season. Yeah, as he had some games he'd like to forget, sure. But lately he's throwing the ball really, really well, and that's going to work. When you can throw the ball like that, guys, you can win football games. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, two, two, actually, what, we were talking about the Colts. And I said, all right, yes, they have Phillip Rivers this year, but what do they do at quarterback next year? Because I feel like that that teams like the Colts, the uh, Bears, Washington, that those are teams that are going to be in on guys like 
uh, Jameis, Jameis Winston and another name that Dan brought up was M- Matthew Stafford as potential. But I, I look at Jameis as a long-term solution for a, uh, a, a team. Like, do what do you see for the future of teams like that? Yeah, that's, a t- that's probably their biggest issue because their defense is fantastic. They've drafted well, the, the, the great trade for DeForest Buckner. Uh, but look, Rivers, Rivers and when you look at the rest of their, their situation at quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, right now they don't know who their starters next season. That, that to me is going to be where they look. And by the way, I've just started doing homework on the quarterbacks for the draft and the deadline it declares January 15th. But I had one GM tell me he thinks 10 quarterbacks will go in the first three rounds. I thought that was a little bit high. I got about seven. Because you've got to understand, there's some guys you don't know about who we know about. And uh, I was like, all right, well, good. That, that'll be good. And by the way, uh, we were talking about this in my segment yesterday. Four teams, four teams in the first round absolutely need a quarterback. Then there are a bunch. You mentioned Detroit, Washington, and, and several others where you go, okay. Falcons. Falcons, yes. What's the new GM going to do? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. Do they want these quarterbacks? Matthew Stafford's got two years left on his deal. By the fifth day for agency, they have to make a, they have to make a decision on his enormous roster bonus. By the way, he played great today. Uh, the Bears, I talked to them on their way back uh, from – from the stadium, they were pretty impressed with him. He did a great job. And by the way, the Bears are yet another team that needs a quarterback. There are plenty of teams that need a quarterback in 2021. Get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. He's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. You can also hear him on Sirius XM NFL Radio and again inside the Birds podcast. Love our chats. I uh, can't wait to do it again in week 14. Adam, thanks so much. Guys, thank you. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Week 13, four games going on right now. A few of them close, a couple of others not so much. Let's go to the news desk where David Gascon can tell us what's happening in these late affairs. Hey, guys, uh, how about boxing real quick? Did you see this news? <laughs> yes. Uh, Floyd Mayweather says he'll be involved in an exhibition boxing match with Logan Paul. That'll be February of 2021. You guys, if, do you guys if dare? Logan, if Logan Paul, I'm a huge Floyd fan yeah. as, as a boxer, but if Floyd is the only, if Logan Paul ends up being the only man that can beat uh, Floyd Mayweather, then we'll know that 2021 is going to end up broken like 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll see what happens with that. Patriots are just completely embarrassing the Chargers right now. As it stands, Stanley Tordoshevsky under it at the number 30. Run straight ahead to the 40 right side of the 45 50. A burst across the 45 40. 35 30. Cuts across the 25 outside the grasp of the punter. Beats another man. Tight rope to the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Patriots Radio Network. So much for that Justin Herbert rookie campaign right now. Getting hammered. 15 to 31. 136 and two picks. Patriots 35-0 in Los Angeles over the Chargers. Packers right now are demolishing the Eagles 20-3. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdown passes. A pair of them to Devontae Adams was eight grabs for 114 yards and two scores. Giants 17-5 over the Seattle Seahawks. 17-5. Hard to believe that one. Russell Wilson just 19-29 for 157 and one INT. Rams by 10 in Arizona. 24-14. Cardinals just got stopped and had to put the football back to the Rams right now. It's in the fourth quarter. And the Jets earlier today choked away a W. They get beat by the Raiders 31-28. Jets 0-12 this season. Guys, back to you. 
Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Thank you, Gas Man. I am George Reister with my main man, as always, Mr. Dan Beyer. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, And nothing is going easy for the Seattle Seahawks right now. My Super Bowl favorite is down 17 to 5 to the uh, New York Giants who have no Saquon Barkley, no Daniel Jones. Uh, Alfred Morris is running in touchdowns. I don't know what to make of this. Dan, you gave up on the Seahawks this year. What? Wait, yes, what? they've been. Yes, my, you did. They've been my favorite team since I was like seven years old. So how yeah, did but I give you up sold out your fan. You you I, sold I would out your this. fandom this year trying to be a professional, <laughs> trying to be a professional <laughs> yeah, yeah. and pick a different team when you knew that you wanted to pick the Seahawks this year. And and so so I you can't have them this year when, <laughs> when they win the Super Bowl. Uh, you do not get to celebrate. Oh, you do that, not get to celebrate. Yeah, that that is that is incorrect. I've listen. I've gone through the Kelly Stoffer years. I've gone through the Mick, uh, Rick Myrer years. The John Freeze years. I, I, I can be rewarded for, for whatever, so I don't have to deal with this. I can tell you what is a problem, though, and it's a little bit of what we touched on earlier, is I do think that the Giants are a team that they may be 4-7. and seven. And to your point, you know, they haven't had Saquon Barkley for the entire season, but they lose Daniel Jones, so Colt McCoy has to come in. But they're not doing much to Seattle except just handing the ball off to Wayne Gallman. And you mentioned Alfred Morris uh, has a couple of touchdown runs. What they are doing on defense is making it miserable for Russell Wilson. They're getting after him. They're not allowing any of the big plays that you've seen from Seattle, so it is forcing Russell Wilson to check it down to the guys like Chris Carson, to check it down to the tight ends like Will Disley, so you're not seeing any of those big plays. And the Seahawks also not getting the running game uh, necessarily going like you would have hoped if you were Seattle. So everything with the Seahawks right now is coming within 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, and Russell is still getting hassled in that in in those scenarios. I mean, they they've got five points today, and the the interception that that David Gascon mentioned was a deflection off the face mask of Chris Carson on one of those passes that ended up being dumped off by Russell Wilson. So the explosiveness, the the huge game from DK Metcalf that you saw on Monday night, those plays are not being allowed by the Giants, and Russ is just uh, being hassled by that New York defense. I am afraid that Russell Wilson is not going to get an MVP vote again. I, I probably I, not. I'm now yeah. having that concern because he's still having one of the better seasons of any quarterback, uh, you, you, you know, yeah. like, but, but he's had a defensive problem. Now the offensive line's having a little bit of struggles. Like, you know, and he may end up because Aaron Rodgers is coming on super strong. So Russ will win another Super Bowl. Uh, against Patrick Mahomes this time, except he won't, uh, and he won't, and he'll get a Super Bowl MVP, but won't get a regular season MVP. Here's this is how I look at the MVP stuff. Do you remember talking about the MVP ten years ago? Like, did we, did we sit there and were we worried about the most valuable player award in the NFL? I don't think we were. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yes, we were because we were talking about oh, is it. 
um, is it Peyton Manning or is it or is it uh, Tom Brady? Because they uh, all they all they did is alternate every other year and then throw well, in like well a, Manning like, won like Thomas five of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. and but the, like nowadays it's and especially it's the medium that we're in and the business that we are in and that's sports talk radio that this conversation ends up popping up. But what ends up happening is like. I don't look at the Russell Wilson not receiving an MVP vote as this enormous travesty that has, you know, that that is that that part of his mantle is empty at his home of not having an MVP vote because of how we look at the MVP in the National Football League. And it's like this with the Heisman Trophy. Some player comes out, starts the year magnificent has a great start whether it be remember when geno smith won it you know like in the first half of the season about 10 years ago like it was geno smith's award to lose then he ended up losing it to johnny manzel but the point is is that's the mvp as well as you gain this momentum early on in the season and then you have something kind of knock it off and then you all of a sudden you look at, well, what else is out there? Who else is out there? Who else can uh, end up uh, being an MVP candidate? And so by the end of the year, George, it's never like the even keel of somebody thinks that Russell Wilson is, is should be the MVP. Someone thinks Patrick Mahomes. Someone thinks Aaron Rodgers. Usually there's just this groundswell of movement towards one player, and then that player ends up getting a majority of the votes. And that's where I think, like, I, I thought that Russ last year was probably the MVP in the first half of the season. But the second half, Lamar Jackson just completely took off. Russ had didn't have as good of games. And then Jackson ends up winning, what, unanimously last year? So, yep. like, like, I just I don't think that we look at the MVP, you know, really on how it should be looked at anymore. And it's such a, you know, it's like why guys win Heismans in, in landslides oh, because there's Lord, all the momentum. I, I am not a – I do agree with you, Dan, in that because I, I hate the way the Heisman is voted on. Just as a side note, now like it's just a quarterback award. It's quarterback on the best team, but yeah, like like for instance, everybody's talking about Mac Jones. Mac Jones at Alabama. Who is the best player on Alabama's offense? <laughs> Sorry, who are the two best players on Alabama? Yeah, offense? well, Devontae Smith made his case last night. We can Thank say that, you, right? He's the yeah. SEC all-time leading touchdown leader, and every time you see it, he's jumping over people, diving over them, running past them, and you're like, Mac, Mac Jones just threw the ball. You, you could Anybody could throw the ball near Devontae Smith, and it's going for a touchdown. Or, or the running back. Those are the two best people on that offense. Like so, as far as skill position players, I mean, and 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 you keep wanting it. They keep wanting to give it to a quarterback of this or that. And, and and truthfully, a guy like Kyle Pitts from Florida should should be in consideration. The most dominant offensive player. Sure, I mean, come on, man. And instead, but, it's but all it's Kyle Trask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. come on, man. Yeah, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Quick score update. Seahawks have the football, but they're down 12 to the Giants. 17-5 to with 7.35 left. Seahawks are in Giants territory. Much tighter in Arizona. Rams up on the Cardinals. 24-21 with 11 minutes to go. Green Bay with a stiff arm to the Eagles. 23-3 to with 11 minutes left. Jalen Hurts in at quarterback for Philadelphia. And at the end of three, all Patriots on top of the Chargers. 35 to nothing. The NFL says thanks but no thanks to a playoff bubble will it catch up with them we'll talk about it next year on fox
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, and the Eagles are in the end zone. Jalen Hurts, a touchdown pass. Philadelphia, though, trailing Green Bay 23-9. Greg Ward with the reception from 32 yards out. So the extra point coming up at the Packers right now, up 23-9 in that contest. Chris Carson, a 28-yard reception from Russell Wilson. The Seahawks now within five, 17-12. Giants on top of Seattle, 6.09 left to go. Seahawks have two timeouts in this affair. While the Rams and Cardinals are playing in Arizona, Rams up 10-31-21. Arizona does have the football. Uh, Daryl Henderson, a long touchdown run for L.A. to extend their lead back up to 10. And the Chargers uh, losing to the Patriots, 35 nothing. New England about to score again. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Commissioner Roger Goodell said earlier this week, George, that he doesn't foresee the NFL going to a playoff bubble, that it is – and I'm paraphrasing, but it's going to be up to the teams in their specific locales to come up with uh, to make sure that their players are safe and and how they do it. Basically, on a a team basis, instead of just putting all the teams in one city. What are your thoughts on that for the NFL postseason? Based upon the way the season has gone and the fact that you have gotten every single game in, okay, okay, but 
I, I, I do think that teams that if you are a team that violates protocols and it's found that you violated proto protocols, then I'm, I'm sorry, you, you, and you can't play, then you either ha- are going to have to play like the, the, the Denver Broncos play, which is shorthanded or you, or you're going to forfeit the uh, game and pay the other team salaries. I, I just am curious on what happens to a playoff schedule if there is a an outbreak within an organization and i'm i i'm actually as the fan in me i'm glad cuz i just wouldn't want to see you know all the teams playing at some field in orlando you know you know like yeah. you saw I with think the you nba you just have to play with your troubles i think you have to play with your troubles yeah and and that, that's and, and the, wrap yourself up in in bubble wrap for a month like that's what you're going to have to have to do sorry yes it's inconvenient but you've been out, out here living on some level all year. Now you got to buckle down if you want to make it through the playoffs. Yeah, and realistically, I mean, for you know, the baseball playoffs went you know go pretty quick. So do the NFL playoffs. I mean, if you're a, if you're a playoff team, even if you're you, if you are a wild card team and end up playing, I mean, you're you still are. It's really just a, like a a two plus week process from you know from game to game it's actually three weeks in in reality but that that's all it would be it wouldn't be like you're in there eight weeks like you were like in an nba bubble sort of scenario giants by the way in the third and six able to get a first down uh to their own 36 yard line so now under five minutes to go in that contest so the seahawks uh wanting to get the football back but unable to do it i just i don't i don't know what happens um if you're in a Ravens situation, because we saw the Ravens were, they had their game on against Pittsburgh. However, the Broncos were forced to play at their scheduled time because it was a limited outbreak, you know, where where you had such a massive outbreak with Baltimore that they couldn't even feel the team. That's just the thing that I worry about is I don't know how the NFL handles that. And even if you make a team play late, you still, it's the other team that is likely at the disadvantage. We, we could see Monday night playoff games for, for, for all we know. Oh yeah, uh, for for sure, because they're gonna do whatever they can to 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 get them in. But at, at some point in time, you can't inconvenience and put other people in a bad spot if people violated protocols. If if it's just an outbreak or something, then then you gotta do what you gotta do. Rams force a fumble on Kylo Murray and get the football back. They're up ten with seven minutes to go. We'll tell you how it ends next here on Fox. All right, we're going down to the wire in Seattle. There's under 80 seconds left to go. The Seahawks with two timeouts, down five against the Giants, 17-12, to and Russell Wilson scrambles for about a gain of five. They've got two timeouts, but a field goal is not going to help them, so Seattle needs to get into the end zone to avoid the upset of the four and seven Giants, although they are the division-leading Giants. We should uh, consider them that much. <laughs> Troy Put Hill. Put some respect on their name. Right? I should. I, I absolutely should. Uh, the uh, Rams extending their lead. Troy Hill, the pick six of Kyler Murray, makes it 38-21. to 21. As you heard David Gascon mentioned, Jalen Rager, the 73-yard punt return. The Eagles are within seven of Green Bay. The extra point was no good, so it's 23-16, but there's still 6.30 left to go. The Seahawks have just crossed midfield, getting a first down. This is a this is a big game for a lot of reasons, but if the Seahawks don't get this win over a team that you expected them to beat, 
you're still in it with, against the Saints and trying to get that number one seed. And if you can do that, uh, that would give you the week off. So that's what's at play here. Otherwise, uh, not only would a loss uh, eliminate really Seattle from that contention, it also then puts them into a situation where their game against the Rams coming up in week 16 could be for the division as it looks like the Rams are going to get a win in Arizona. So this would be a, this would be a setback for the Seahawks in, the, in a really big way, even though you're thinking, ah, the Giants are just worrying about their division, but they would likely be out of the race for, for the uh, number one overall seed and then also um, could fall back of that division and making that game against the Rams uh, so much more bigger at the end of the season. Come on, Dan. You already know that uh... – what what's going on here? <laughs> do, you, you, the, you think it's going to be Russell, Russell Wilson the, magic? He got the ball back with a minute minute and forty eight seconds left. A pair of timeouts. It, it, it's a burrito, dude. This <laughs> game is wrapped up. You already know what's happening. Uh, we we've seen it before, but it doesn't happen every time. It may seem like Michael Jordan hits every game winner, but there were actually some misses in there. We just never see them. The, not when we're paying attention the closest. <laughs> the Seahawks ended up using one of their timeouts, so they'll have it first and 10 at the Giants' 46-yard line. The Giants had it fourth down and four around uh, midfield, around their four, uh, the Seahawks' 40-yard line. They ended up punting the football uh, as Russell Wilson almost threw an interception. He overthrew Freddie Swain down the sidelines, and it was almost picked off by a Giants defender, but instead it'll be second down in 10 that could have sealed the deal for New York but to go back to the Giants situation I love asking you on these play calls uh, George of, of going for it of punting the Giants were in a situation where they had the ball and I'll give you the exact scenario fourth and five on the Seattle 42 yard line and they ended up punting it away is that a situation where you would have gone for it if you were in New York absolutely Absolutely, dude. I'm not punting the football away in that situation. I'm four and seven trying to win the division. Yes, we have stymied the Seahawks all day, but come on. Like at, at some point in time the dam is gonna break. Yeah. I I I thought so as well. Like when, when you saw the punt team come out and you saw Seattle with the timeouts still uh intact that that probably would be a situation. And you have to kind of look at it, you know, as mentioned in one of the broadcasts yesterday of what would the other team want you to do? Where did, what, would the, what would the Seahawks want you to do if you were the Giants? Punt it back to them or go for it on fourth and four? And I think that if you were, you know, a, a Seahawk, you would want them to punt it to you, and that's what the Giants did. But to their credit, they've gotten stops on the first two plays, now a third down, and it's going to be a fourth and long as Russell Wilson was just sacked I believe it was Leonard Williams in on the sack. So it'll bring up fourth down and Seattle too, likely having to use their final timeout to stop the clock to get a fourth down play. So maybe it's going to be all for naught with the, uh, with the Seahawks. The other game that we are keeping our eye on is what's happening in Green Bay because Jalen Hurts has come in for the Philadelphia Eagles. And while he, he can't take credit for the punt return that of Jalen Rager to get them within seven, the offense has looked different. He has been able to do some things with his legs, and now with 4.49 left to go, it looks like that Jalen Hurts is going to have an opportunity to lead the Eagles down the field to possibly tie or even go ahead as they are down by Ooh, seven to Green Bay. If he comes back and wins this game, boy, 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 how can you start Carson Wentz next week? 
Yeah, you can't. You you absolutely can't. And it's going to be a first and 10 from the 31-yard line. And by the way, they, they aren't rushed. There's plenty of time. There's, again, you know, just under five minutes to go. Seahawks facing a fourth and 18 right now. And now there's a timeout on the field called by the Giants. So the Seahawks will have more time to try to figure out how to convert a fourth and 18. But you're right. And this is another situation, George, where you see how a guy ends up coming into the game and having an effect on the game and having an effect on his team and and teammates. And it makes you wonder why it did not happen earlier. You know, like throughout this season, we talked about, uh, you know, the Anthony Lynn situation with Justin Herbert and how he was not the starter from week one. DeAndre Swift was a guy in Detroit when he was healthy that showed flashes, but Matt Patricia just wouldn't give him the starting job. Quarterback situation, much more different as well, where you're that much more in the spotlight. And when you aren't with a guy and you aren't playing the guy and he comes in, I think it makes it 10 times worse for the coaching decisions that you had on, on during those times. And this is another one of those situations in Philadelphia. Yeah. In, in, in Philadelphia though, they have a lot at stake. I mean, every, everybody is jockeying for their jobs and, and, and wondering, you know, what, what, what's next. And that's why you always have to just play to play to win and stop playing for protection. Russell Wilson throwing up basically a Hail Mary on fourth and 18, and it was knocked down and fell incomplete. So the Giants will take a you knee jinx. and leave jinx. Seattle 17 to 12 victors over the Seahawks. So th- that's awful news for the rest of the NFC East that thought that the Giants were just going to go to Seattle with their backup quarterback and not get a victory. And now it changes a lot of things in that division. That's good news for the Saints. It's good news for Green Bay. And it's good news for the Rams who lead the Cardinals right now, 38-21, uh, to 21, as those teams are playing in Arizona. Uh, Cardinals are knocking on the door, but it brings the Seahawks back to the pack in the NFC West and also brings them back in the NFC. How am I a jinx? How is that? What do you mean? How are you a jinx? You you were the one. Russell, uh, my, Michael Jordan doesn't always get it done, dude. <laughs> that, that's, I, that, that's the jinx is when you say something like that, and then it's the opposite. Like this guy always makes free throws, and then he misses. I wasn't a jinx. The point I was I was making was. There's not always comebacks with Seattle. We just remember the ones that are made, and this is one that was not made. So that's not a jinx. I was just kind of telling you that it wasn't. You are a jinx because this is supposed to be your team, and you abandon them at every (laughs) chance you get. Good job, Dan. Uh, Good job. By the way, if you're just listening to us, George is hanging on uh, to his Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Did you have them beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay, so, so the Super Bowl champion Seahawks, that's what George is hanging on to. They looked anything but today, but give credit to the Giants who hassled Russell Wilson all game long and uh, forced him into his his fantasy numbers, if you will, very modest, just one touchdown, 263 yards, had some rushing yards, but uh, the Giants did a number on the Seahawks offense today and end up getting that win in Seattle. So now we go back to the Philadelphia Green Bay game where Philadelphia ends up punting it back to Green Bay. So now there's 257 to go. First and 10 for Green Bay. Philadelphia has three timeouts. Green Bay from their own 20-yard line. Uh, the Jalen Hurts numbers on the day in replace of Carson Wentz. Four of nine, 92 yards, and a touchdown 
But when you just see the way that the offense is moving with Jalen Hurts, gives them another uh, sort of threat. I I would be surprised. And that doesn't mean that Carson Wentz is 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 not going to be there for the longer term, just because he kind of has to be with his with his contract. If you're Philadelphia and you end up coming back in in tying this game. Jalen Hurts has at least got to have the opportunity to get those first team reps in practice and start a game because this Eagles team that we saw today in Green Bay was the Eagles team that we saw in the first uh, 11 games of theirs this season. There was nothing different. They do look different with Jalen Hurts, and Doug Peterson has to realize that. Yeah, yeah, you you, uh, do have to give it a legitimate shot at this point point in time. Like, there's no other way around it. You. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he's he's it's that simple. Yeah. I mean, it's the same issues with Carson Wentz week in and week out of there's there's also there's there's not a lot of mobility there. And Aaron Jones, by the way, breaks through for a sizable run. He's all the way into Eagles territory. And uh, if the Eagles can uh, bring him down is a bigger question. Aaron Jones. Oh, my goodness, is into the end zone. He danced around. This is. This is going to seal the deal. So now if Jalen Hurts comes back, it's a completely different deal. 77-yard touchdown run for Aaron Jones. Green Bay now up on top of Philadelphia. So we're going to see Jalen Hurts uh, back on the field, but instead of that seven-point deficit, it's going to end up being a two-touchdown deficit. We also have a touchdown in Arizona. The Cardinals getting a little bit closer. Kylo Murray to Dan Arnold from two yards out. Extra point is good. Two minutes to go in that one. Cardinals, though, down to one timeout with 2.04 left to go and down 10 to the Rams. And the Patriots are up on the Chargers 45 to nothing. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radios. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. There is one team in the National Football League that is a Super Bowl contender that I've got serious concerns about. We'll see if George can solve their riddle next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. The Rams have just finished off the Cardinals, 38-28 in Arizona. So the Rams now 8-4. and four. They're in first place in the NFC West after the Seahawks fell to the Giants at 17-12. Two games going on right now. Green Bay looking to salt away their game against the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, who was in for Carson Wentz, was just picked off. They're on the other side of the two-minute warning. A buck 47 left to go. Packers up 30-16 to 16 in that game. New England is up on the Chargers 45 to nothing. Justin Herbert was in this game with four minutes to go. Is this an Anthony Lynn needed to pull Justin Herbert just to keep him safe? Do you keep the rookie in with every snap you can get? Where do you side on Justin Herbert being in the game with his team down 45 points and under five minutes to go, George? I need air snap. He needs every single snap that he could possibly get. That's the answer because especially with a defense like the Patriots, the more and more he sees it, the more and more reps he gets against somebody who can confuse him like, like Bill, Bill Belichick, the better off he's going to be because the, uh, the, the next time that he plays against them, you won't have that same result. 25 of 54 Herbert today he was picked off twice mentioned. They don't have any points. So, you know, he doesn't have any touchdowns, but a, uh, a bit of a taste of reality, and it's kind of come uh, in consecutive weeks for the signal caller just because Buffalo ended up getting after him last week and putting pressure on him, and now you have uh, the Chargers not scoring today. And then that you know where this is going to lead. We've seen Matt Patricia be dismissed. He and Bob Quinn, the Lions GM, uh, fired this past week. If you're the Chargers, do you make a move with Anthony Lynn after this performance today? No. No, uh, any, any, I don't think that this in any way affects how you look at Anthony Lynn. If you were going to fire Anthony Lynn, you were already going to do it. It had nothing to do with today's game. It, it, it's just a matter of you saying, all right, I want a new change for my, for, for my team, but he's well regarded around the league. He just has to stop being so conservative in times when it matters the most. This is the issue that I just I, I with the Lions, you can understand that Matt Patricia's act seemed to wear thin at times. I mean, they they win today and maybe it's just because they want a football game, but they were really excited. They came back against the Bears with Daryl Bevel as their uh, as their head coach and interim head coach, uh, albeit, by the way, Herbert is still in. 
and uh, just threw a pass uh, a bit off target with two minutes to go. I, by the way, would not have him in this game. I understand what you mean about reps, but I don't know what eight snaps would do uh, for Justin Herbert's progression, especially when it doesn't seem like New England is even doing much in these situations. I just think there's maybe more more risk at something that could go wrong if somebody misses a block and you get a free shot at the quarterback. I would take him out in, in this situation. I just With two minutes to go, I mean, you don't I, – I just don't see any reason for him to be there. I just – it seems that Anthony Lynn is well-liked by his players. That seems to be the – Yeah. You know, the where – whereas I'm not sure that was the case with Matt Patricia. In a Dan Quinn situation, it just seemed like that the message was old and maybe you try to turn something around when you did. Uh, with us this late in the season and with the Chargers, I don't think they, they – they, as I said, I don't think that it's like Anthony Lynn. I think he stays on as well. I think he stays on through the end of the season, or it's a week 16 sort of thing where he'll coach in that last week. Things haven't been good. And there were, I mean, the end of the Buffalo game last week was mishandled. And now to come out this way against a, a Patriots team you know, and to lose 45 nothing, if they made the move, I could understand. I just don't think they're going to do it because I think that their circumstances are different than the other teams that have had their head coaches dismissed during the season uh, so far. And Bill O'Brien was a whole other animal. That was a whole other animal. Well, Houston. that that should have been that should have happened a season ago. You know, he was a guy who just ended up with too much power in the situation. You know, like we're all promoted to the level of our incompetency. And that's kind of where, where he ended up. And like, that's not to say like disparage him as a person or anything like that, but th- these are the kind of the things that happen sometimes. Green Bay's. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no I was just going to say Green Bay's taking a knee. They're running out the clock there. And the Patriots, uh, after turning the Chargers over on downs, are taking a knee there. So all of the afternoon games in week 13 are done. Buys this week, by the way, for the Buccaneers and Panthers. Well, could you imagine having a buy in week 13? Did you ever have a, that late of a buy? No. No, uh, I used to always want one, though. Oh, you wanted it that late. You wanted it? Uh, no, 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 you don't, you don't want it that late, but you like, you want literally a week nine buy. that's mm-hmm. optimal. That way you're by, it's literally halfway through the season. You're ready to go for the back half 10 week, week, week eight to 10 are good buys. But what, once you start like those week five buys, that back half of that season is long, boy. It's super long. The Pittsburgh Steelers kind of had a buy. <laughs> if you will, because of how long they had to wait to face the Baltimore Ravens, ended up playing them on Wednesday of this past week for Week 12, and then the Steelers will now go again tomorrow against Washington. The Steelers now have lost Bud Dupree. You've got James Conner not likely to come back tomorrow from the COVID list, so you don't have your starting running back. Do you have concerns about about Pittsburgh and, and where they are? Because I do. I, I, I mean, and, yes. and I'm just looking at them as a Super Bowl winning team, a team that I actually picked to win the Super Bowl at the start of the year. But I, I'm starting to have a few concerns uh, with the Steelers as they go up against Washington tomorrow. Of course. Of course. They've played a lot of close games against bad teams. And like this is it, it, the, the funny part about it is, is, uh, is when you have a, a team that has a better record and people are saying, well, they have a better record and you're, and you're saying, well, 
I, but I'm watching the games. I see who's better. The Chiefs lost a football game, but they are still the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are Super Bowl champions. They're just trying to make it through the season unscathed. Like, they don't want to, you know, they're trying to keep everybody healthy. They want to wrap them up in, in bubble wrap, still have a good season. But they're just trying to prime themselves for the postseason. I still, th- I actually think that there are questions about Ben Roethlisberger, who, by the way, did not get much help from his receivers in that game Wednesday against Baltimore. A lot of drop footballs that you saw, uh, whether it be from Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool, but it wasn't like Big Ben got a uh, a bunch of help from those guys, which then made me also realize that for as talented as that receiving core is, and they really are talented, that there could be situations where you need somebody to make a big catch. And you don't know who it is. Is it Juju? Is it, you know, Deontay Johnson? Uh, is it Claypool because of the, the freak that he is? I think that's a question that's there. The, the, the running the game, even running the football, even when James Conner was there, I mean, he, he runs so violently. I mean, like he just like he hits. And he, but it's not like a grinded out sort of game. They seem to work for every inch that they get on the ground. I don't think that the, the offensive line is as good uh, as it was in years past. You have Marquise Pounce, who uh, did not play in that game on, on Wednesday, and you're not going to have that running game tomorrow against Washington. I just I am, I am, I am concerned as well about Pittsburgh just because they are unbeaten, but I think that we saw some, some, some cracks. Even Baltimore was able to get a little something off of them considering how crazy their week was. And, and, and I understand it's a divisional matchup, but to your point for how well Kansas City has looked, uh, Pittsburgh hasn't looked like an unbeaten team, even though they no. are an unbeaten team. And, and I'm not trying to hold it against them, but that's just the fact of the matter. And now you kind of saw some of the, the flaws come out Wednesday. And I actually think you're going to see some of the flaws tomorrow against Washington, where I think it's going to be a very difficult game for Pittsburgh to play on Monday. Yeah, but are they a team that can win a Super Bowl? Yeah. All you have to do is get hot at the right time, and they have enough talent to be able to do it. The The, the question is, will they do it? That's the question. The uh, the bye to them and the, the not having to play in the first week, I think, is very big for Pittsburgh as well. I think that that's something that's that's very, very important. In the uh, in the NFC, right now the bye looks to go to either the Saints or the Packers as the Packers uh, get that win today or 9-3. And, and the Saints, of course, uh, clinching the first playoff spot of any team in the NFL uh, earlier today with that win over the Falcons. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Tonight, the Chiefs take on those Broncos. And again, the doubleheader tomorrow, it's the Washington football team against the Steelers, followed by the Bills and Niners playing in Arizona and then on Tuesday Cowboys going up against the Ravens who had the best day in week 13 we'll tell you after David Gascon gives us the latest of what's happening around the NFL hello Dave man I, I don't know I could make a strong case for this dude with a second down and nine step again a play fake and a throw down the middle Olszewski uh-uh. catches at the 25 runs right to the 15 to the 10 high Woo! steps out of a hit Woo-hoo! into the end zone touchdown Patriots Patriots radio network 45 nothing Guys, was a score in this Ouch. one. Oh, man. Anyone have money on that game? All Patriots in this thing. Justin Herbert threw 53 passes in the affair. He was 26 of 53, 209, 
no touchdowns, two INTs. He was sacked three times in the ballgame. Cam Newton got himself in the end zone three times, one with his arm and two with his legs. Patriots right now 6-6 six and six on the year. Packers survive. They beat the Eagles 30-16. to Aaron Rodgers, three touchdown passes and 295 yards through the air. Devontae Adams did his thing, 10 receptions for a buck 29 and also a pair of scores. Giants shocked the Seahawks 17-12. And the Rams took care of business winning in Arizona over the Cardinals 38-28. Other winners today, Indy won at Houston. Raiders survived the Jets. Vikings in overtime dumped the Jaguars. And the Browns, they scored 38 points in the first half, leading Tennessee 38-7. They eventually won it 41 to 35. Guys, you got USC and Washington State in about five minutes from now. And then, of course, you got Denver and Kansas City. Kickoff time is at 8.20 Eastern. So, still got more pigskin to be thrown around here tonight. Back to you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Gas. Man, I'm actually excited to see this USC game. And, but more than that, I'm excited to see the ratings from it. I want to see how the uh, a college football game from a prominent program like USC can even do on a Sunday. That's going to be interesting. Um, and we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm George Reister with my partner in crime, Mr. Dan Beyer. Um, so now that all the games have wrapped up, when you look back at the, what what would you say was the most surprising thing that you saw today in terms of a re- result? And, but, you, but you can't choose Seahawks-Giants. <laughs> that, that, it was in consideration, but it actually wasn't going to be uh, that answer. The most surprising thing to me was how dominant the Browns were in the first half against Tennessee. I thought Baker Mayfield was going to have a good game, and I thought that they would need him to have a good game. I didn't think that the Browns would be so good that they would lead 38-7 to at halftime. Or I guess maybe in that same breath, the Titans would be so bad in that same breath. But to score five touchdowns on your first six drives of the game, that is not something that I expected. I thought it would maybe be a you know 34-31 type of game. Ends up 41-35, to as, as you heard Dave say. I was just surprised at how it exactly unfolded. I thought Baker Mayfield would have a good game. I did not think that he would have the game that he had today. So a tip of the cap to him. And that's actually what surprised me most about week 13. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And just the fact, but but some things did align up for the Browns, though. The, the fact that the Tennessee Titans are 29th in the league in pass rush, that that lends itself to you to Baker being comfortable in the pocket, which mm-hmm. he was today. the The result that surprised me the most had to be the Rams and the Cardinals. Really? Beca- yeah, be- because neither I, I left that game feeling like neither one of these teams is particularly good. I, I mean, like like they're like they're solid teams. But neither team looks like, oh, yeah, that's a special football team right there. Sure. The, the Rams don't run the football very well. You know, they ran it for 3.8 yards a carry. Uh, Arizona, they run it well when they do. Well, they ran it decently when they did run it. 
Kyler Murray started out the game like one for eight. The and and that one was a fifty nine yard touchdown pass. But it, it the Cardinals offense like as they are six and six right right now, and and they're lucky uh, to be six and six. Correct. And I think that people are looking at them like if you were to look at them a couple week, weeks ago, people were like, oh man, Arizona's on the come, man. Like they are, like they're an up and coming team. This looks really good, right? But Cliff Kingsbury's offense struggles at times. Like it's the same problem that air raid offenses have in in college. They have trouble running the football when they need to run it the most, and they also have trouble scoring in the red zone. Like these are the things that 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 happen. Like yes, they're improved on defense. But this is far from a team that we thought was like, you know, then like like they're not the Browns that we thought that they were going to be, you know, four or five weeks ago. Think about this. They're a Hale Murray, as it's been tabbed, away from having a five-game losing streak. And in fact, they're a personal foul on a field goal penalty away from losing six in a row which is how they beat Seattle in the first game. If you remember, the Seahawks were up 10, and Arizona ended up settling on kicking a field goal, and then there was a leverage penalty on Seattle that allowed the Cardinals to take the points off the board. They then went and scored and were able to, to tie the game later. But that's how close the Cardinals are to being 4-8 and eight on the season. And you mentioned the running game. It's non-existent. And the stat that you heard a lot when you would hear about Arizona was how Arizona leads the league in rushing. Well, it was because of Kyler Murray. It, was, it wasn't anything to what you said they need to do, and that's to set up a running game, to get Kenyon Drake going, to have him you know, wear down a defense. They're not doing that in that offense. And I don't think that it's any coincidence that Kyler Murray, A, has had that shoulder injury that he suffered in Seattle. His rushing numbers have dwindled significantly since that injury. Over the last three games, including the game that he injured his shoulders. He's only had five carries, has not had any touchdown runs in that in that span. They've tried to run the ball more with Kenyon Drake, but without being able to do it with much success. Drake's got in on the end zone, which is for fantasy players, if you're playing them, has been the only saving grace on some short touchdown runs. But even last week against uh, New England, George, when they had opportunities at the goal line and at the end of the first half couldn't cash in and it ends up costing them the football game so yeah Arizona to me is a bit of fool's gold with they've played a bunch of close games but now with Kyler kind of kind of damaged goods I think there could be more to it or at least they're trying to protect them they're not as dynamic on offense and they're you know they're a sliver away a Hail Mary away from losing their last five games see when you put it like that it sounds different (laughs) (laughs) see yeah when you put it like that it don't sound quite as uh, no. appealing to you. And, and I would say about the Rams as well, I, I agree with you where they are because we don't know which Jared Goff shows up. Today was a magnificent Jared Goff, and you wonder how much of that had to do with the off- or the defense of the Arizona Cardinals and, and their issues. I will say that I think that the Rams are a matchup nightmare for whoever they play. I, I, I don't think that they are a team that you want to play against in the playoffs, uh, their, their defense is led by Aaron Donald. We know that we know how good Jalen Ramsey is, 
But they've got they've got other guys that can get after the quarterback. We saw Troy Hill today with the pick six. They're secondary, one of the best in, in as as a group uh, in the National Football League, not just uh, at the cornerback position with Jalen Ramsey. They are very very good, and they just aren't easy. And you mentioned the the uh, three point eight yards a carry. They're they're not maybe you know making a lot of hay with the run game. But Cam Akers is starting to develop. Daryl Henderson and him make a one-two punch. Henderson had a big run today for a touchdown. I I think that the Rams are a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs just because of the one-game scenario that it is. I think that they're a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. Mm-mm. If, I, if I'm Green Bay, I don't want anything to do with the Rams. We know oh, Seattle's oh, had oh, trouble well, with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't want yeah, anything to yeah, do with if them. If you're if if you're Green Bay, of course, because we know that they can't stand up to people just just who are just going to run it at them. So sure. uh, so uh, yeah, I would be afraid if I were them. Yeah, of course. But then but, then who but else? As far you know, as like, other other teams? No, I wouldn't have that. They wouldn't strike fear in my in my heart at Seattle's all. Seattle's always had troubles with the Sean McVay coach team. They beat them earlier this season in Los Angeles. So you'd have that scenario there that that if I'm Seattle, I I wouldn't necessarily want to play the the Rams in in any scenario. If you're the Buccaneers, you just got beat by them at home on a Monday night a couple of weeks ago. So uh, you know you've got there's there's that issue as well. So I I I just I, I I look at the contenders in the NFC and the Rams are one of the they're actually the last team that I would rather face. I would go up and down the list. That even brings up the up-and-coming 49ers, who seem to be something. They would be the last team that I would want to face if I was uh, if I was a team in the NFC, just because of the, the matchups and the one-game scenario. And, and they do things differently than other teams do. Like, if you face the Seahawks, you know, you're like, okay, well, the defense has gotten better throughout the season, but it's not like they're dominating. You know, you can get some points off of them. You know, Saints have been pretty good, uh, you know, best team in the NFC. Uh, they're, they're going to be the top seed, so yeah, maybe it's not an ideal matchup. But the other teams, Green Bay doesn't stop the run, so uh, you know you'd, you'd want to play them if you were able to run the football. I don't think that the NFC the NFC has got some warts in it with its teams. Yeah the the AFC is well, I I would say there's more parity in the NFC, and and really? and, and yeah, parity in terms of. You have a team who clearly looks like they're the best team in the NFC, which is the uh, Saints. And then you could say, depending on the matchup, that the the Giants, Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and Vikings, and then I'll even add in the the Cardinals because they're in the eighth spot, Mm -hmm. that they could all get beat by the other team. That that any combination of those teams – could win or lose on any Sunday. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I see the parity of the AFC more amongst the teams that are three through seven. You know, so like you know, like it's Kansas City and it's Pittsburgh on top, but then you have the Browns, Bills, Colts, Dolphins, and Titans sitting in there. And then you have the Raiders and Ravens and Patriots on the outside looking in. But uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I I don't think that any team is in the NFC is as complete as a couple of the teams of the AFC. Even, this is 15 minutes ago after saying, I think that there's something wrong with the Steelers. I still think the Steelers are more of a complete team, even with their defense, than than, uh, maybe everybody outside of the Saints in the NFC.
Yeah, that's fair enough. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Three more games, excuse me, four more games still to go in week 13. One tonight, two tomorrow, and one on Tuesday. We'll dive into that, plus the MVPs. That's next here. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Be honest, George. Your eyes going to be on Pac-12 football tonight or Sunday night football between the Chiefs and Broncos? Well, right, right now my my TV is squarely on Washington State and USC, <laughs> and depending on how this goes, it'll depend on how much of the Sunday night game I will watch. Oh, uh, looks like USC is into the end zone, so a little added bonus here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Time for our Week 13 MVPs. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's go. Most valuable plays. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Saints and Falcons. Hill will be in the gun here. There's a trips to the left side. Single receiver to the right. Kamara in the backfield. Takes the shotgun snap. Throws over the middle. Touchdown. Jared Cook. Three yards deep in the end zone. And Taysom Hill with his second touchdown pass in the first half. WWL Saints Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Lions and Bears. Matthews got it. Turns. Gets to Peterson. Left side. Barreling his way down to the one-yard line. And in touchdown, Detroit Lions. He's into the house for the score. And the Lions are on top. With a minute 37 to play, the Lions take the lead. WJR 760 AM Lions Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Browns and Titans. Shotgun Mayfield's got the snap. Looks right. Throws right. And so touchdown, Hollywood Higgins. And the Browns go in and score again. Four touchdown passes on the day, and we're not even at halftime. Browns Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Bengals and Dolphins. Gaskin the running back. Smythe in motion. Pulls it back. Throws it. End zone. Kisicki touchdown. Running down. Throw it to Mike Kisicki in the end zone. 560 WQAM. Dolphins Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Jaguars and Vikings. Cousins play action. Boots out to the left. He'll pass to the right. There's Jefferson. Touchdown. J.J. 20-yard connection, Cousins to Jefferson. KFAM Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Raiders and Jets. Here comes Carstone. Back now he comes up, going to fire again. Left side, going for Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown. Vegas touchdown. Jackpot. And away. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Colts and Texans. Rivers throws right side wide open, and that's Jonathan Taylor, 20, 15, 10, racing for the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Jonathan Taylor, a 39-yard catch to Peter. Colts Radio Network. Wear him out. Let's go all day. Giants and Seahawks. McCoy takes the snap. Hand off Morris. Up the middle and in for the touchdown. With 7.40 to go. 
The Giants go old school and use the run game to march downfield and cap off an 80-yard drive. WFAN Giants Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Rams and Cardinals. Quick snap. Looking right. Lobs the ball. Right side. End zone. Caught by Tyler Higby. Up against the right sideline. Higby has his first touchdown since Philadelphia. Rams Radio Network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Patriots and Chargers. The snap back. By Long. Nice. The kick is blocked. Scoop it's score. blocked. It's bouncing in the open. Go. It's picked up by the Patriots. And running down the sideline is Devin McCourty. Oh. To the five, to the end zone. Devin McCourty off the block field goal attempt. Picking it up and running it in for a touchdown, Patriots. 98.5, the sports hub and the Patriots radio network. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Eagles and Packers. Quick toss left side. Devontae's got it. He gets by Slay to the pylon for the end zone. Touchdown. Devontae Adams with a touchdown reception. And for Aaron Rodgers, his 400th career touchdown pass. He's the fastest of 400 in NFL history. Packers Radio Network. The most valuable plays. That a way to finish. This is Fox Football Sunday. No matter what happened in week 13, I think we'll always remember where we were when the Raiders came out victorious against the Jets to keep the Jets winless season alive. And it was in one of those rare moments where I think two fan bases celebrated at the same time in the same game with that play, allowing the Jets to stay winless and the Raiders to keep their playoff hopes alive in the AFC. Man. I was, I was, I root for chaos, man. So I wanted to see them win that football game. I wanted to see the Jets win the way it was a race to the end. Oh man. It was as much as we had talked about, (laughs) you said, you know, the Jets did everything in that game to lose the contest. And I still will say the players and coaches tried to win the football game. Yeah. But Greg Williams, the, the, that defensive play call, I just watched it about four more times uh, just during the during the break. And, yeah, single coverage when there's under 10 seconds left to go. Uh, yeah, man-to-man, that was – that was not good, as they like to say. Oh, See, Greg, Greg Williams is highly regarded as a defensive coordinator, and I'm telling you, he was just like – that call was the definition of like if somebody was like, F it. Like, eh, I, I just do it. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> sure. Doesn't even yeah. matter. Yeah, we're out of here in a month anyway. You know, the great thing about Greg Williams is not only does he spell his first name with three Gs, he also spells it with 12 L's because that's what the Jets have so far this, <laughs> se- this season. So it's three G's and 12 L's. Uh, and I know that the L that the uh, Jets fans want, it's the uh, first letter of the last name of one Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they still hold the edge on the Jaguars uh, with that. By the way, if they would tie, the Jaguars would likely uh, have would have the uh, the tiebreaker because the Jets' strength of schedule was better. George, we're going to do it again in Week 14. Have a great week. This has All been right. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.